This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. Welcome back to Pure Skin Talk. How are you guys doing? So we are on our second week of Acne Talk because we're still in Acne Awareness Month of June. How did you guys like that last episode? Hopefully you guys learned a lot about acne. And this week we're going to talk about acne treatments and side effects. But of course, if you guys listen to this podcast, you know we got to talk about some business stuff first. So of course, follow me on all social media at PeerskinOC. That is Instagram, Facebook, and of course, TikTok. I'm trying to still build on there. And then you can also visit my website if you want to learn everything about my business. You can shop online there, pureskinoc.com. So you can check out all my products if you just want to check them out and see what they are and learn more about them. You can do that there if you want to purchase. If you want to purchase my skincare coaching, those are my, that's my virtual consultations. If you want to get help, if you're not local to me and you want to actually get some help with your skin, then sign up for my skincare coaching. And that is where I can help you with your skin. So you can sign up there as well at pureskinoc.com. And if you are local to me and want to come in for a treatment, then you can also do that on the website. All my services are listed on there as well. And if you are an esthetician, I do have a page for you as well of all my favorite like vendors and and stuff like that. So check that out, pureskinoc.com. And of course, if you could, and I really appreciate it, leave a five-star review on iTunes for this podcast because with the new producer, I'm definitely trying to make this grow and get this podcast out and just make it as big as ever. So every review really helps that to make that happen. So I would appreciate it. Thanks so much. So that's all we got for today. So let's let's just get started. Let's get into it. All right, here we go. So I was kind of looking online and I found this really funny tweet that this woman, her name is Akila Hughes, (laughs) tweeted out just a few years ago. She wrote, I don't need cystic acne to give me a heads up every time my period is coming. It's been 16 years. 
I know when it's coming. And I just feel like that really kind of sums up acne. It's really true. It's, I mean, as a woman, every, I, I just feel like every woman can relate to that, whether it's cystic acne or just any kind of breakout. We know we don't need any kind of heads up. We don't need any warning. We get it. We get it. We know. Anyways, I also did find this story online and I wanted to read it to you guys because, you know, when it comes to acne, as with any kind of issue that you're dealing with in life, you know, you're never alone because everybody has issues and every, I mean, there's so many people, acne is such a huge problem and so many people deal with it. Um, But it does, it can make you feel like you're alone because, you know, you may not want to talk about it with other people. You may feel embarrassed by it, whatever you're feeling, but you can feel alone even though you aren't alone. Anyway, I found this story and I thought it, I just thought it was a really good story because it really sums up someone's acne journey, but it really sums up just acne as a whole. And I mean, I've heard so doing this for 10 years, it really, this is a very common story. This is what I hear. And I just, I don't know. I just, it just resonated with me, even though I didn't have to deal with acne. I mean, I've said this before, I've had my own issues, but I I felt like having talked to other clients, I just thought, this was just the perfect story and i thought it was written well and i and i thought she she told it well in a, in a because she has perspective now because she has now come out of her acne journey and and come out on the other side so she can she can tell it now in a in a funny way and not and not be so in the middle of it where it's still so painful for her so i thought it was a good perspective for somebody now going through it Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this story. So here we go. It's written by somebody named Chelsea McConney. And I hope I pronounced that right. And I found it on a website called Sweetie High. It made me think of, um, I don't know if you guys remember, I might be aging myself, but um, the book Sweet Valley High. I was obsessed. I've read every single one. They had Sweet Valley Twins. And then they went off to college after Sweet Valley High. I read every single book and all of those series. Loved, loved, loved. Anyways, when I saw Sweetie High, that's immediately what I thought of. And so I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Anyways, here's a story. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you it resonated with you like it did with, with me. So here we go. So everyone has an embarrassing story, just as they have their happiest memory or their worst day. But when it comes to embarrassing stories, nothing comes close to those that occur during your teen years. To make matters worse, these stories usually revolve around another embarrassing factor, like braces, periods, and you guessed it, zits. Bad skin doesn't happen to everybody, but it certainly happened to me. Read my most embarrassing acne story below and hopefully gain some peace of mind for your less embarrassing breakout. Devastation struck for my skin earlier than it does for most. Still, in elementary school, I had no idea what was happening to my face and why it wasn't affecting the, infecting the rest of the fifth grade population. 
I obviously thought I had some sort of disease brought to the U.S. via a contaminated monkey. Hey, my mom was a big fan of disaster movies. Fast forward a few years and my acne is in full swing. I'm now painfully aware of its origin, though other kids too began suspecting a viral outbreak. Do you have chicken pox was a popular question. My skin showed no signs of clearing up despite the quarantine I often put myself in. Washing my face didn't help. Facials didn't help long-term, and popping the problem certainly didn't help. It was time go Rambo on this acne, which meant medicated creams. If you're familiar with acne products, then you know that Retin-A is pretty intense. It comes along with its own laundry list of do's and don'ts, so as not to damage your already imperfect skin. During a trip to the dermatologist, I was prescribed this cream along with a less intense medication. The less intense cream was assigned to be used twice a day, morning and night, while the Retin-A was, if memory serves, was supposed to be applied a couple times a week. You see where I'm going with this? Yes. I mixed up the creams and began applying the harsh one to my face twice daily. In very little time, I began noticing the oh-so-subtle feeling of my face burning off. The medication was supposed to renew my skin. So I assumed that it was working. And the old adage was true. Beauty is pain. A day or so later, and the oh-so-subtle burn was in full force. The worst had happened. My face began peeling off. You may think I'm exaggerating, but one look in my direction, and you would have thought I was a reptile mid-molt. Putting lotion on the problem resulted in a worse problem as it stung like hydrogen peroxide on a wound and turned my face beet red. Still, I had to go to school looking like a sunburned skin-shedding snake and prepared myself for the most physically and emotionally painful day of my life. The entire day, I held my hands over my face, equally trying to cover up the horror and trying to keep myself from making any facial expression whatsoever. I was about one giggle away from becoming completely undone. I felt like a mummy slowly regaining life anytime I tried to talk or smile, which cracked my dry and fragile skin. However, holding your hands over your face is not as incognito as you may think. And by the end of first period, everyone was inching closer like a pack of dementors trying to get a peek at my secret and obviously suck away every morsel of my happiness. Again, you may think I'm exaggerating. I assure you, I am not. I already felt self-conscious about the fact that I couldn't wear any makeup, which I had been wearing every single day since I could get my hands on it. And to make matters worse, my skin was in the worst shape it had ever been. I started telling the other kids that I had an allergic reaction to some lotion, but the news leaked that I had used and abused acne medication. Acne, is that not the grossest word you've ever heard? This incident was basically a giant sign pointing to me yelling, this girl has acne, ew. In a sea full of fresh faces, I felt like the ugliest subhuman reptile girl on the planet. Before the school day was over, I called my mom and asked her to pick me up. I owe her a lot for complying with a fragile teenager and agreeing to get me. Thanks, mom. 
Thankfully, the problem was quickly diagnosed, and by the next day, my face was already feeling better. And within three, I was a fully living person again. By the time the damage cleared, it was obvious that my pre-existing acne had not. The one silver lining to this debacle would have been a clear face, but alas, teenagers get no restitution. But like with all embarrassing moments, it makes for a pretty funny story down the road, like miles and miles down the road. My skin didn't clear up until college, which I hope doesn't stress you out. I'll tell you what no dermatologist or magazine wants to admit. Avid skincare does not always promise clear skin within six to eight weeks, no matter what those proactive commercials tell you. Sometimes it takes years of maintenance before the pesky problem subsides, but it will eventually go away. You may have to struggle until college, and you may rack up your fair share of embarrassing acne stories, but eventually, one day, poof. So there you go, guys. I think you should go back, rewind the podcast a little bit, listen to that last paragraph, because I think that's really, really important what she said. You can hear it from me all day long. I'm I'm a professional. I, you know, estheticians are going to tell you like, oh, you just have to have patience. But here is somebody who went through it. You heard her struggle. You you could hear it in the words that she wrote, how hard it was to go through what she went through. But there's light at the end of the tunnel and you have to have patience. And sometimes it does take years of maintenance before it goes away. And like I have always said, it's not going to take six to eight weeks. It's not going to take a week. And it doesn't matter, like she said, what those proactive commercials tell you. I always say Neutrogena, but I mean, let's go with proactive too. I don't like proactive either. I mean, you just, it's, it's patience. Acne is complicated and it just doesn't go away overnight as much as I wish. I wish I could solve the problem for you overnight. I would do that. I mean, my goodness. I mean, I don't want anybody to have to struggle. But anyways, I thought that was a really good story. I hope that you enjoyed it. And I I hope that you got something from it because I I do think it kind of sums up acne and and how difficult it, it really can be. So let's get started. As I discussed last week, acne is complicated and you need patience. In this episode, I'm going to talk about treatments and side effects, the good, the bad, and the ugly of it all. Acne is a huge business in the skincare industry. Anyone who suffers from acne wants it gone yesterday. So when people see all these bright, shiny products promising to clear acne, of course people want to try them. They aren't all bad, but it is important to know what to look for to make sure you are also healing your skin. Dermatologists usually prescribe acne medications, which is fine usually, but if that person isn't also told how to care for their skin, then process can be damaging to the skin. Slow and steady wins the race. That's my approach to skin. It might take a little longer 
but your skin, for the most part, won't be dry, flaky, or red. Too many people are suffering from the effects of acne meds and or the -the over-the-counter products that are simply drying up the acne. A lot of on the surface, you know, and then causing the skin's barrier to be compromised. And that is what leads to the dry, flaky, red, and sensitive skin. So I want to talk a little bit about the different types of acne that you're seeing on the skin, because that does matter when we're talking about treatments and side effects. Okay, so we have the white bumps, which is, they're also known as closed comedones. These are tiny white bumps, and they're just another form of a clogged pore. The head of the white bump is covered by a thin layer of white skin. That means it is not exposed to air, so therefore does not oxidize and turn black. Most often found on the forehead, cheeks, and under eye areas, but can appear anywhere on the face. Pimples, also known as papules, most common type of pimples, and usually what people refer to as zits. They look pink to sometimes slightly more red, are soft to the touch, and filled with excess oil and fluid. This is the easiest type of acne to manage. Large pimples, also known as pustules. When pimples or papules get worse, they turn into pustules. If the skin is not treated properly, when they are just papules, it becomes a bigger problem and harder to treat. It's always best to stay ahead of the problem, especially when it comes to acne. Deep pimples, also known as nodular acne, more severe acne and difficult to manage. Often people will feel these before they see them. If left untreated, they can permanently damage the skin. Acne nodules remain intact deep under the skin. Nodular acne may also be skin-toned. Nodules may persist for weeks or even months with the result of their contents hardening into deep and stubborn cysts. A visit to the dermatologist is usually needed to really treat these, but it's also important that you're using good skincare products to help the skin as it heals. That's the best way to avoid or at least minimize redness, sensitivity, and flakiness. Cystic acne. On the surface, cystic acne can look like large red boils. Cysts, like nodules, reside deep underneath the skin's surface. But because they're filled with pus, cysts are softer than nodules. The pimples that define cystic acne burst open, often leading to infection. Acne cysts develop when the contents of blackheads and or whiteheads spill into surrounding areas of the skin. In an effort to fix the situation, the body perceives an attack and the local immune system responds by producing pus. Cysts are often triggered by a surge of hormones. Like the nodular acne, this often needs deeper treatment by a dermatologist and, of course, proper skincare products. When you are treating acne with a dermatologist, it should never be instead of using products recommended by an esthetician. They work together to get your skin healthy and not do any damage long term. Okay, so let's talk about medications that you would apply topically to treat acne. Benzoyl peroxide. It's also known as BPO. This is available over-the-counter and it comes in different forms. You can sometimes, you can find it in just a cream, but you can also find it in like cleansers and just different forms of it. It targets surface bacteria, which often aggravates acne. 
irritation or dryness is a common side effect. When I first started out as an esthetician, I was not a big fan of this product because it can be overused. And I find that since so many people are not told how to use these products, benzoyl peroxide can become a problem for the skin. What happens over time is that it will start to kill the Langerhans cells. These are the cells that fight off bacteria. It seems counterproductive, right? So BPO should be used on and off. So you want to use it for a short amount of time and then you want to stop and then you can pick back up on it and then you want to stop. You don't want to just use it, you know, for six months. It, it's just, it's too long. I carry one product with benzoyl peroxide with this ingredient and I only recommend it for certain clients. I actually, it's kind of like a last resort kind of product because I just, I have found that I have other stuff that I can make work first. So if I can't make those products work, then I go to the benzoyl peroxide. I just find that too many people will abuse it no matter what is told because it does work. But then it ends up not working (laughs) because they end up using it too long because they get excited that it works. And I understand it. I understand you get excited that something works and you want to keep using it and you want to keep using it for longer. I understand that. Okay, so let's talk about salicylic acid. Again, available over the counter for acne. You can find this in so many different cleansers, you know, serums. I mean, they'll even put it in foundation these days, but uh, please don't wear it in your foundation. It's awful. It helps remove the top layer of damaged skin. Salicylic acid dissolves dead skin cells to prevent your hair follicles from clogging. This is a great acne fighting ingredient. And then we have mandelic acid. It's a gentle exfoliating acid that helps with acne. This is one of my favorites because of how gentle it is on the skin. And it works without irritating the skin. So I can even give this to like my younger clients because of how gentle it is. Okay, so then we have retinoids, retinoids, vitamin A derivatives. Uh, These break up blackheads and whiteheads and help to prevent clogged pores, the first signs of acne. These medications are not spot treatments and must be used on the entire area of the skin affected by acne to prevent the formation of new pimples. There are definite side effects with this though, especially at the beginning, redness, flaking, dryness, and sensitivity. Plus you have to be extra careful with the sun. Again, why proper skincare is so important. Antibiotics, you have topicals like clindamycin and your, your, your throwmycin. I don't know why it's doubled so much. These control surface bacteria that aggravate and often encourage the swelling of acne. These can also cause redness, flaking, dryness, and sensitivity. So then you have medications that you can take orally. And you have tetracycline antibiotics, such as minocycline and doxycycline. And they're commonly used to treat moderate to severe acne. And then you have the oral contraceptives that can help with breakouts associated with menstrual cycles. And then you have... Accutane. And this is definitely my least favorite, but we know it works. There are risks associated with this one, though. I would consider this one to be a last option. If you had tried everything else and nothing has worked, then maybe this is all you have left. Talk to your doctor and weigh the pros and cons. I mean, this definitely comes with, I mean, you have to 
you have to, if you're a girl, you have to sign a, a pregnant, you have to take a pregnancy test no matter the age. Waivers have to be signed. I mean, a lot, a lot goes with this, but you know, you definitely want to do your own research too. Depression, suicide, inflammatory bowel disease have all been associated with Accutane. It hasn't been proven that these have been directly caused, but if they are part of your history, it's definitely something to think about for sure. If you do go down this road, please make sure you talk to an esthetician because your skin and lips will get very, very dry. I'm talking like beyond flaky, they get peely. And a lot of people have talked about that it's actually like painful. Getting on a good skincare routine that will help keep your skin hydrated will not only help your skin go through this process easier, it will also heal the skin. And that's what you want. Just remember that anytime you're going, you're on medications, you don't, it's not just getting rid of the acne. You want to make sure that you're taking care of the skin because you got to think of like, down the road. You got to think about how your skin is going to be 10 years later. I know you just want the acne to go away now, but how is your skin going to look later? You know, you want to make sure you're also aging well because you, you'll you care about that later. I promise. Okay. So some other therapies that can help with acne. So you have steroids. Steroids can be used to treat severe acne or injected into large nodules to reduce inflammation. Um, this is sometimes done with cystic acne. Cortisone shots are, some, are often done. Not often, sometimes done. Uh, chemical peels. This treatment usually... Uh, we use obviously acids to remove the top layer of like old skin. Typically, whenever the top layer is removed, the new skin that grows is in, you know smoother and can lessen acne scars. This helps with acne too, but it's usually not the first line of defense and definitely not done on teens. I mean, at least I won't do chemical peels on teens. Maybe other other estheticians, I don't I don't know what their rules are. Um, and chemical peels can be done by dermatologists too. So I don't know what their rules are. I won't do chemical peels on teenagers. And then you have microchanneling, microneedling. This can definitely help with acne scars and delivers results. It helps to rebuild collagen. And sometimes you can even mix chemical peels and microchanneling, microneedling to really help get rid of those um, acne scars. So it's kind of amazing. And then you have lasers. Those definitely can help with um, acne scars too. Um, it's just, I believe, more expensive than the microchanneling, microneedling, but that works too. Okay. So let's talk about hydration and acne because I think this is really, really important. And this applies to, you know, everybody. So most, not everyone with acne have oily skin. Some people actually have dry skin and acne. That, that could happen too. The skin is oily because it's dehydrated. Now, dehydrated means lack of water. Lack of, yes, lack of water. <laughs> oh my gosh, dry means lack of oil. My brain just went crazy. Oil acts as a protective layer. For our pores to remain clean, oil needs to be able to pass through our pores easily on the way to the surface of the skin. When our skin is dehydrated, our pores are not lubricated and the oil won't flow. When the oil is slowed down and or gets stuck with dead skin that hasn't been exfoliated properly, it can then dry up and this creates a blockage inside the pore. And that's when you get blackheads, congestion, acne. 
My favorite and easiest way to hydrate the skin is grapeseed oil, and those with acne can use this oil. This makes the skin feel good. And if you're dealing with peeling, flaking, redness, and sensitivity from acne and or any of acne medications, you'll want to use this oil because you'll just get relief. It'll just feel better. And sometimes that's just all you want is for your skin to, to feel better. There are other ways to hydrate the skin that I will incorporate into my client's skincare routines. But since every client is different, what I do will depend on their skin. Grapeseed oil is the only product that I recommend to everybody. I am not on board with one-size-fits-all skincare or companies that give you one or two products to fix your acne. It's never that easy. You want an entire routine that addresses the acne, the side effects, and overall health of the skin. You don't want one without the other two. They were they are all important. And the biggest point I want to make is that you want to make sure you are going to a professional, someone who deals with acne, someone who has worked on more than their own face, and someone who can help you if something doesn't work or something irritates their skin. You got to know how to fix those issues too. So if you are interested in me being your esthetician, but you don't live close, sign up for my skincare coaching and I can definitely help you with your acne and we can get you on a good skincare routine. So there you go. That is skincare treatments, skincare side effects. There's so many different products out there that, you know, as far as like, skincare goes, cleansers and serums and and all of that. And I can go into more detail with that. But the problem is because everybody is so different, it's hard. It's I don't want to say like, okay, if you have this, this acne, this is what I would do. Because honestly, it's so different. If you have acne and oily skin and you're 30 and maybe this, you have these issues, maybe I would put you on this, but you could be 30 and acne with dry, oily skin. And maybe I, you know what I mean? Like there's so many different factors. So it's, I don't want to talk in specifics when I'm doing an episode like this because I like to be talking more general terms on on a podcast episode. I really do believe that skincare is very specific to each person. So I talked about ingredients. I talked about medications. And I talked about specific things that I think are important when it comes to acne and what your skin might need. So I'm not against medications. I don't think it's necessarily the first thing you want to go to. I personally would try skincare. That's would be my first go-to. And then if you're not seeing the improvement, or even your esthetician might be honest with you and say, maybe seeing a dermatologist would not be a bad thing. But sometimes you can get it under control before going the medication route. And you don't always need the medication. I have definitely worked with many acne clients where we didn't have to do medications or I've even gotten clients off medications because we were able to fix their skin without the medications because you know, either the the teenager decided they didn't want to be on it anymore or the mother decided, father, whatever, decided they didn't want their kid on 
on medications anymore. So there's a way to do it. It's just being consistent. It's having patience, understanding that it's not going to be fixed tomorrow or even in a week. It's going to take some time. But again, everybody's different. So, you know, I'm going to recommend a Mandelic cleanser, but maybe you're going to use it three times a week. Maybe somebody else is going to use it, you know, four or five times a week, whatever. And maybe this person is going to use this scrub and somebody else is going to use that scrub. Everybody's going to be different. Maybe you're not going to use the scrub at all because you have your your acne is way too active and a scrub is just going to wreak havoc on your skin. So everybody is so different. So I don't like to make general recommendations on here about specific products because I don't, I, I just, I, I, I just think it's too important and I don't want to mess up anybody's skin because of something that I said on here. That's why I'm talking, I'm not being specific about about products. So hopefully that makes sense to you guys. But you can always sign up for my skincare coaching. I'd be more than happy to help you and get specific for you and your skin. Next week, I'm going to address teen acne and um, I will also talk about kids too because kids like younger than teens are actually dealing with blackheads, not necessarily acne, but like blackheads, clogged pores. So I'm going to address them too because... And teen acne, what we do with that is is different. So, you know, we'll talk about that next week. And, and I think that's an important episode. So anyways, all right. So hopefully you guys learned some um, learned something today. I hope that, I definitely hope that helped. And I hope you guys have a great week. Don't forget to follow me on social media at PureSkinOC. And please give five-star review to this podcast. I would really appreciate it on iTunes. And thanks so much. Have a great one. And we will talk soon. Bye.